G'day listeners and welcome back to another episode of the Keeper League podcast. We're the AFL fantasy podcast that doesn't talk about the superstars. We only talk about the lesser knowns and the players who bring value to your draft and Keeper League teams. My name's Hef and this week I am joined by the rookie specialist Tom Wyman. How are you mate? Good thanks Hef, great to be back. How was the uh, trip down from uh, Victor, Victor Harbour? Yeah, yeah, good, not too bad. Sort of um, beat the traffic going the opposite way this time of day so it's not bad. Yeah, when you text me you said you were leaving, I didn't yeah. expect you here so quick. So. No, I've done well there. <laughs> All right. Well, how was your weekend in terms of fantasy? How's the team uh, going? Pretty average. Yeah. yeah, I'm sort of a bit over it now. The, the fantasy. <laughs> so, um, but the, luckily the footy's like awesome at the moment. So good to watch from a, a league wide perspective. But yeah, fantasy's. Oh, done for the year. I'd say I packed it in. Yeah. Well, speaking of done for the year, uh, my team is out of the home league, keeper league, and it's just um, yeah, a bit. Disappointing. Do you want to hear my sob story? Yeah, let's right, go for good, it. Good. I'm so glad someone wants to hear it because usually people don't want to hear it at all. But right I'm, I'm glad you're here. Um, all right, started uh, started probably last week. Really, you know, Oscar McInerney um, copped the ankle uh, injury. He was my only ruck playing on my list. Um, Lysett was listed as a test as well. He's my other my backup ruck. Uh, both of them listed as a test just because you think it's surely one of those going to get up yeah. after a test. Both out. Come teams on Thursday. So, yep, no good. Donut going into a final. I was oh. playing the sixth ranked team though, who hadn't really scored over like yeah. 14, but 15 for a while. Are just, yeah, oh. they do. They don't know. They're no good. But anyway, so that was the start of it. And then um, started the round okay, but then copped uh, Jai Caldwell getting subbed out. Yeah. Tom Mitchell getting subbed out with that huge corky, I think it was. Plus copping um, Archie Perkins going off for HIA. And also Jake Lloyd going off for HIA. Yeah, so when 20. they go off for those concussions, that's like that's at least yeah. fifteen minutes. So really yeah. dense is scoring. Yeah, hundred percent. And like especially someone like Lloyd who was like flying oh, yeah. as well. And you know you're checking the scores because I was watching the other game, the Port game, obviously. And so why isn't he scoring? And then you realise that's happened. So that's no good. Yeah. Um, but then I don't. I went to bed Saturday night thinking, you know. There's a glimmer of still hope here. It. I'm still in it. Yeah. You know, I'm not too far yeah. behind because Geelong, he had a lot of Geelong players. He's a Geelong supporter. Yeah, okay. And uh, yeah, uh, they didn't go to score too well. So thought I was yeah. still in it. Then, boom, first game on uh, Sunday. Jack Zebel coming back on the side for me. Puts up a huge 138, I think it was. So you're, you're right back in it. Oh, I'm, so, I'm, I'm, I'm ahead at yeah, this point. Okay. I'm really far ahead at this point. And then all I had left was um, Jack Steele, Andrew Brayshaw, and Joe Danaher. Still stopped, didn't he? So I needed Steele to get like 100, yeah. you know, which is usually blanket, no problems. I need, you know, Brayshaw to get his 100 and Danaher to get his 70-odd, you know, that he usually gets, yeah. 70 to 80, and I'm home. But what, what does Steele do? Absolutely stopped. <laughs> him and Crouch. <laughs> he never really got going, to be honest, but I think it was minus two between him and Crouch in the last quarter. Yeah. So um, That's horrific. That was season over, and then I think one of his players just went bunter in the uh, in the end as well. And to, to make things worse, he had Darcy Fort come in as well oh. and brought him in his forward line. So the guy that uh, should have been my handcuff, but um, I didn't actually – I only traded McInerney in later. So, yeah, um, wasn't to be, unfortunately. But um, Well, you might be able to put the feet up for the last couple of weeks. Now. Yeah, that's, that's, that's it. So. Actually enjoy the footy. Finally over it now, yeah. but um, took me a while. I had to sleep it off last night. I am in a dynasty keeper league, which um, I'm in the grand final for. Righto, second, But you, you, you want to beat your footy mates, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like You want to beat those guys. So That's why you play. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But the other league's quite good as well, so um, – it's not all doom and gloom, but uh, yeah, would have liked to win that one, especially when you're third and you lose to sixth. You know what I mean? But yeah, anyway. not a great look, probably. Wasn't to be. And then also, um, yeah, 
Yeah, my game day squad team went to shit this week as well because I had Nick Dacos uh, gold oh. as my main gold player in my team. So yeah, yeah, he got a thirty-seven. So wasn't it wasn't a great week. But speaking of game day squad, um, if you haven't played it before, get on board that platform. Uh, AFLW fantasy opened up on it last week. Have you heard that? I saw that. Yeah, I, I might have to give it a crack. Yeah, yeah it should be Absolutely. good fun. So I've started opening a few packs uh, of AFLW players. Um, I got a gold uh, Ebony Marinoff. Actually. Lotto. So oh yeah, pretty pretty on. Yeah. yeah. I think she's a good scorer. Um, yep. so I'm still learning the game. Inside me. Yeah. yeah. Still no, learning the game. Is. But uh, yeah, no, it's good fun. But yeah, um, if you haven't played it before, jump on uh, gamedaysquad.com.au. You get digital packs for logging in. I reckon if you're joining the AFLW stuff as well, you get uh, some starter packs there. Right. So a heap of bronze cards there as well, which I think you can... I think you can sell. Well, I don't think you sell the bronzes, but you can sell cards and then, um, you know, make it up in other sports as well. So it's kind of fun to play. But anyway, uh, yeah, create, coach, and compete in fantasy footy for free with Game Day Squad. All right, you ready to get stuck into some players? Let's go. Let's get into it. All right, let's have a look at the most relevant names of the week. I know you love this guy. I love this guy. I bang on about him every second week. I think it is Jamara Ugal Hagen. Yeah, he's really coming of age, isn't he? I think, um, like most key forwards do. Um, young key forwards. He took a, a little while to get going, sort of in and out of the side, played a bit of VFL, but far out. We're just seeing him really command a forward line now for the Dogs, and it's huge for them um, yep. because they've still got Sam Darcy to factor back in eventually. Yep. Um, done about this year, but future, absolutely. So um, that three-pronged attack with him, Norton, and and, um, and Darcy's going to be lethal. Um, so, yeah, I mean, they've got a serious player in Jamara. Were you worried when he started out and he, you know, didn't really get much of a game in his first year and stuff like that, or do you Not think it was really. all part and parcel? Nah, it's just key forwards. It just takes time. Yeah. Um, uh, I think obviously there's expectations on him. It's like what we're seeing with Cadman. You just got to give him time. Um, it's just the fact that the midfielders um, are more likely to dominate early than key forwards. So um, yeah, uh, I, I, he's always had this talent, and the natural athleticism, athleticism is um, is something you don't tend to lose. Um, yeah. So yeah, oh, he was always going to be a star, and now he's arrived. Well, that was pretty much it for the Friday night game. The only shining light from a keeper league perspective that might be on a waiver wire or not picked up on your league or not being kept already. So we'll move on to the next game. Um, we flagged this guy two weeks ago when Jordan Ridley got injured because he came off the uh, sub bench and um, scored pretty well. That's Nick Hind. 113 points. Uh, do you reckon he sticks around for the rest of the season? Can he continue this type of scoring? I think he's a really important player for Essendon. Every time I seem to um, watch them play, he's he's really exciting with his speed and the way he takes the game on, the dash, um, running carry from half back. And I, th- I seem to think he's an important player um, for Essendon, but um, I'm not sure how they see it. But I think he's really taken his opportunity. Yeah, he's an interesting one because he, st- he does seem in and out of the side. And, you know, I think there was a bit of talk with Mason Redmond going to the Crows at some stage, but he's obviously re-signed now. So, yeah, just going to be interesting to see what happens with him. But I guess we're just seeing over the last few weeks when he's given the opportunity, he's still got some fantasy game to him. Yeah, so. absolutely. And when he plays, they really do look to utilise his strengths. They look to give it to him off half-back so he can break a few lines yeah. and whatnot. So that does bode well. He's bloody fast, that's for sure. He's quick. Um, 82 points to Sam Durham as well. I don't know, outside player, up and down. I think this is probably one of his better scores for the season. I don't really mention his name on the podcast very often, but... Uh, yeah, he's yeah. a good player, though, Darren. Oh, he is. He's, he's important he's, for he's him. Absolutely. Yeah, he's, he's, a real, he's a gun, um, and I think he's only going to get better. So, um, yeah, absolutely. He's, he's a lock in there, best 22 now. Um, and you are the rookie guy. So, did you see Sardis's debut? I didn't watch it, but I know um, that he would have put up a good score, and he did. That's a pretty pretty solid score on debut. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
He was always going to do this. He's a gun. I was um, I was flicking between this one and the Crows game because, oh, that's the other sob story. I had Jordan Dawson captain who got me a 98. Yeah, right. Which is okay. Yeah, Could have been a Dawson wasn't at his best probably. Got tagged so. to shit in the first half. Yeah, and then did. did lucky actually to get there. They released the tag, Gold Coast. But anyway, we'll talk about that game uh, soon. Um, but yeah, 65 on debut. What I saw flicking between when he got the ball um, – a very nice leg on him. Yeah, like, he's and a great decision maker. Yeah, as well. he is. Uh, I mean, I've seen some critics of his um, kicking the VFL, but I don't think that's ever been a problem yeah. of his. He's, I he's, just watched him spot up uh, yeah. two meter Peter from like in a, in a very kind of half like kind of awkward angle and kind of yeah. spotted him up with ease. So, yeah, no, yeah. He's, a, he's a nice kick. I think he's a really good kick um, and can play inside and out. Um, he's actually a massive unit. I went to I stood next to him at the draft and he, he's towered over me. So yeah, right. He's actually a really big guy. So I reckon he could play inside. In Midfielders time. are massive these days. So yeah, it makes sense why. They picked him up. Uh, moving on to some Eagles players. Tommy Cole, 92 points. Had a stack of uncontested marks in this game. West Coast uh, defenders are a real thing at the moment. Just they don't want to... I guess they were in this game, so they probably attacked a little bit more than usual, but they like to possess the ball back there. They don't want to lose it. So I feel like they try and play that possession game, and it does see them the defenders score really well. I mean, West Coast renowned for sort of playing a high possession game. Um, and particularly flicking it through the defenders, um, raffling amongst each other. So, you know, it does bode well for fantasy scores. Yeah, definitely. So um, they're, they're, any of those kind of defenders are pretty like, worth considering. But Tommy Cole's been – he's actually had a pretty good season, actually. Like, he's – I know he spent a lot of time out injured, but I think he put up some good scores early. Dossie always raves about him on the uh, – He's quite of solid, so. isn't he? Like, yeah. he's, he's quite reliable. Um, he's it's a just, premiership player too, I found out the other week. I did is. not know that. And, um, <laughs> but really, it's just like, like many of his teammates, just about getting on the Park. Yeah, 100%. Um, oh, Jamie Cripps has had a couple good weeks as well. 81 points, two goals. I guess he's a senior figure in a team that's been competitive in the last two weeks, and that's probably the difference. So if you're seeing like his last three average and you're thinking about jumping on, just remember they've had two like winnable games. I think they won last week, and then this week they uh, lost by point. So it might not continue for the rest of the season. But Jamie Cripps? I feel like he's been around forever now. He yeah. didn't have to be old. He was in my 2018 Keeper League grand final yeah, right team. Right. So, okay. Yeah, right. That's funny. What's that, five years ago? Jeez, I need to win another one. That's a long time ago now. Um... All right, uh, moving on. Oh, another player, Luke Edwards. Son of Tyson, one of your crow boy legends. Yeah. Please tell me you saw Tyson Edwards play. Uh, the back end. No, <laughs> okay, no, yeah, the good. back end. Uh, I always remember sitting at the pub with you and a picture of Tony Modra on the wall and you'd never seen Tony Modra <laughs> play before. That no, I never saw him old. play, but um, I did actually bump into him at the pub down at Victor. Oh, uh, he does live down that way, does he? does. He yeah, yeah, yeah. lives at Waipinga. So, yeah. um, did you t- that did take good. a hanger up your back? Or? That was good. He tried. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he just uh, bulked him off. But uh, Lukey Edwards, anyway, Tyson's son. Um, 80 points. It's a pretty good score. He, so he was an elite junior scorer. Um, I think he was an outside type, but just racked him up in the Sanford under-18s. And when he came into the uh, draft, I think he was the last pick player in the draft of his year, but we all paid attention to his fantasy score. And, you know, for a player who was last picked, he's getting quite a, a decent run. Yeah, he's, I mean, he's always been pretty well developed, um, like he, he physically. Yeah. Like he's um, he's always been, he's quite tall um, and he's, he's he's been, you know, quite well built throughout his juniors and I think that's probably why he scored so well um, as a junior. But it seems to be sort of continuing here. He, um, he has, I think a problem for him is he doesn't really have a, a, a standout trait. Yeah. Um, he can play sort of a, a heap of different roles, half forward. He can play inside um, on a wing and a half back. Um, he's a decent user. So I think half back might be his sort of spot, especially with Hearn um, finishing up. Yeah. But uh, I think, he, uh, yeah, it's tough to see where he 
plays his best footy, and you know whether he has the the elite traits um, that clubs sort of look for. Dunno, but yeah. um, oh, he's scoring all right, so that's good. Yeah, forty four CBAs in this game, forty four percent. Sorry, <laughs> yeah, they're obviously flicking the magnets around. Yeah, aren't they? having so a go in there, giving so, them a crack. Yeah. Why not? Why wouldn't you? I mean, he's listed as a forward, so if that continues, well, yeah, that's and I mean, he could be. He's one that probably could be listed as all three. Like yeah, defense, yeah. Like, if that was possible. Yeah, I think he did get a lot of touches off across the, the halfback line on the weekend, though. That's where I kind of noticed yeah. him, but yeah, I uh, just noticed that 44% CBA so that's encouraging for owners um, out there or anyone who needs a cheap forward for next year it might be just a stash option as well we'll move on to your crow boys how do you feel about this game watching it um, yeah pretty good Yeah, um, I think you know Gold Coast aren't to be underestimated that's true um, they're a good side obviously missing Miller which you know hurt them in the midfield Yeah. Um, but yeah they put up a decent fight um, third quarter was looking a bit shaky but I think it's a decent win from the crows you know they got the job done yeah absolutely first well, quarter was a difference really <laughs> Well, last week we had um, Tex uh, destroying the Port Adelaide, scoring 130-odd points yep. or whatever. This week was a bit of a different story. Tex had a quiet one, but Darcy Fogarty, uh, yeah, 120 Dar- points. Was, this is his best game for the season. Absolutely. I think, yeah. I think it's a tip of the cap for now, but when he when Tex retires, which is now we know is another year away, I reckon he has the potential to put up some seriously good scores. Yeah, um, he's, he's plays his best football, I think, when he is um, really mobile and gets up the ground. Yeah. Um, and we saw him do that on the weekend. They couldn't really stop him. He was actually taking a lot of t- contested marks, which, you know, he doesn't – he's not he's not a massive contested marking beast, um, but he was really doing that, pushing up down the wing, providing an option, and he kicked three, I think. So yep. um, he was really finding more, heaps more of the footy than, um, than his early days as well. So I think the signs are really good for Darcy. He's probably been a little bit inconsistent this season. Yeah, absolutely. But um, absolutely fired on the weekend. Well, Lockie Murphy had 91 points as well. I, I'd say that's a tip of the cap. Is there anything special about this game or he just had a good outing? He had a really good start to the game. Yeah. I think he had about six touches early, kicked a goal, a couple of tackles, and it set him up. He sort of faded a little bit, but, um, you know, plays a decent role as a, a really high half forward that yeah. pushes up to stoppage and sort of another mid at times. Um, you know, I wouldn't say his spot in the best 22 is locked in from an external point of view, but I dare say it probably would be. Um, I think the Crows really rate him highly yeah, internally. Yeah, he played played most games this season. Yeah, he has. When yeah, he's yeah. fit, he normally plays. So yeah. he's probably holding out McHenry as well. Yep, locked in there. Um, well, James Borlase, actually, funny, funnily enough, I missed the start of the first half of this game because I was um, taking my son to his soccer game. But uh, turn on the radio, uh, ABC, and we had Aaron Bryans, who was on the podcast last week, doing the commentary back to me, which was pretty pretty funny. <laughs> just taking on and hearing that. So um, oh, it was a good call by Aaron, if he's listening. So, um, But yeah, James Borlase, I heard he was carving up early and then, yeah, I didn't really see much of him, well, didn't really notice him too much when I got home, but I wasn't really paying that much attention. He had 100% disposal efficiency, I noticed, with 90 points. So he's going to hold his spot. But talk us through his game from a, what type of player is from a fantasy perspective. Yeah, so obviously key defender. He's actually a massive unit, like not in terms of height necessarily, um, but but in terms of his, his width, if that makes sense. Yeah, like okay, his, yeah. his shoulders are massive. Yeah, so he's broad. Not yeah, we're actually mentioning that in the coverage. Yeah, yeah. he's not easy to um, get around for a, for a forward. But um, oh, he was used a lot in switches, so that helps with your plus sixes and whatnot. And it all tallied up, and he actually scored really, really well. Certainly didn't expect that because he's not someone that's, you know, yeah. a lot. He hasn't, he's not a massive scorer. Yeah. That's not just not what he does. So, um, But he used the ball really well. Probably didn't, you know, 100%, 100% disposal efficiency. Sort of, I don't know if he took on heaps of difficult kicks, yeah, uh, but doesn't matter. Still got to hit him. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, it was really, really solid on debut. And suddenly, I think the Crows' defensive stocks look pretty good. Um, yeah, but they did look shaky at some point. This is like not. I don't mean to be like 
offensive to Crows defenders, but you've done a really good job of just picking guys who are like state league level players and developing them into just good, solid defenders. Absolutely. And they hold down your spot. I just wish Port Adelaide would do that because well, we, we just s- don't have any big, big bodies back yeah, there. Yeah, and like that back line is, is, you know, it's undermanned at the moment. We've got Worrell, Keane, Borlase, Michaelani. Yeah. And I think of them, Michaelani was has recorded the most games and he's had 19. Yeah. This is his first year. Yeah. So, um, oh, look, it's, you know, it's not a big name defence, but I think it's one that you can sort of almost build a club around. Yeah, Mark Keane as well has been impressive yeah, since coming he, in he's, too. Yeah, he's like, got some tricks yeah. as well. So, yeah, um, Irishman, I didn't realise that. I knew he played I for think, Collingwood. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He yeah. played, I think, five games for Collingwood, yeah. but yeah, I think be. Keane's got a little bit bit more to offer than butts almost. So, might um, be a sneaky one that comes up on Footy Grid. No, I think so. In a few weeks as well. I think so, yeah. There's a Crows Collingwood one. But anyway, um, Jake Saligo, 90 points. He's spending more time up forward this season. Is he? Do you think that's something that's going to hold or what, what are your thoughts? Um, no, I, I think he's a midfielder long yep. term. Um, so, I, you know, I'd like to see him play more inside as well um, because I think he's the way he moves through traffic is really good for such a young player. He's really composed, has some tricks as well. But um, it's encouraging to see that he can score when he's not necessarily on ball as well. Yeah. Um, looks like Chase Jones is probably going to be out for the rest of the year. Saw that, yeah. So whether Saligo moves more onto a wing, um, which he has done in the past, um, I think I think we'll see that happen. And um, and probably Pedler comes in to replace Jones. Yeah, he was rested on the weekend, wasn't he? Yeah, he was yeah. managed. Yeah. Well, that's not the worst ending out for the Crows. But anyway, um, let's move on to the next game. Enough about the Crows. I'm sick of talking about them. Uh, let's get on to – well, you guys are winning. We're not. Uh, Mitch Lewis going on to the Hawthorne game. Yeah. Uh, Shock win over Collingwood as well. So, pretty interesting to see there. All the top teams have fallen apart except for uh, well, Melbourne and Brisbane. Both got wins, but they were shaky too. So, going to be a good final series. But anyway, uh, Mitch Lewis, I love this guy. 98 points, two goals. Um, it's good to see him just get it done without kicking a bag as well. Just yeah, such absolutely. a presence up forward. So reliable in front of goals as well. Took 10 marks as well. Yeah, didn't need to kick 10 no. to score really well. No. Um, he, his overhead marking is awesome. So good. Yeah. Now, gun of the future. One of the good gun key forwards, I reckon they should stash away because he'll be handy. Like, he's the kind of guy I think he'll average 80 in a season at some stage. Absolutely. Um, if not more. So. And he's going to get better and better, I think, because the, the Hawks are as well. Oh, yeah. That was so good. They're weekend. already a real oh, – I think they're a ta- damaging side. Yeah, 100%. So, when they when they get a bit older, he's going to be a star. Well coached too. I had my doubts about Sam Mitchell, but uh, from everything I've heard in like from players like being interviewed and stuff like that, they really want to play for him. I think his plan is so clear that yeah. the players just get behind it. Yeah, and he does – apparently does a lot of research and stuff and hangs out with, you know, Ange Postacoglu and things like that and learns from him. One of them that go, can goes and do. does a few yeah, different yeah. other sports. Bit of professional development there, but anyway. <laughs> uh, let's move on to – Ned Reeves, my boy, uh, 95 points on the back of 39 hitouts. I just want him to have like four weeks as the number one ruck, you know, with me not there. And I think he might get it for the rest of the season because um, there was another young fella. What was his name? I can't remember. But uh, another young fella, the ruckman, uh, was playing up forward. He kicked a couple goals as well. So I think it was on his second game. So Brandon, someone, Ryan? Smith. No, Brandon, Brandon, no, Ryan. Brandon Ryan. Yeah, Brandon Ryan. Yeah, Brandon Ryan. Yeah, So he was playing pretty well as well. So I think he'll probably play more forward. Reeves probably stays in with Meek probably on the sideline. So it yeah, should be interesting. I mean, I'm, I'm keen to see Reeves as the number one ruck as well. I think he's, he's you know, he's so big that once he uses his aggression, I, I think he laid a mat. I think was it Murphy laid out in a tackle or something? I, I, yeah. But he's, he's super aggressive as a, as a ruck. I think he's, um, you know, I think he's their ruck of the future, to be honest. Yeah, Brandon Ryan, three goals was. Yeah, so. Oh, 
not. Um, good get. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, nah, Ned Reeves, can see what he can do as number one ruck. It's not going to be come through heaps of marks and things like that. Like I said, 95 points with 39 points coming from hit outs. Yeah, I think he's he's going to score most of them on yeah. hit outs, isn't he? If he can just get a few extra marks and kicks around the ground a bit more agile. like Then that lifts his average yeah. by. If it like, lifts, it, lifts it by 10 and he gets yeah. 35 hit outs. It's like Sandy back in the day. Average 100, yeah. but 60 of them come from hit outs. Like, just <laughs> absolute gun. Um, Harry Morrison, uh, 90 points. He's serviceable when he gets the call up. Like, he's one that stands out when the role is right due to absences and things like that. Because he was kind of playing on Carl Amon's wing. And a few weeks ago, he came on on a halfback flank when I think uh, Sicily was out as well, I think it was. And there might have been someone else out too. So, um, he's put up a few 90s and things like that. But I think it's a tip of the cap because I think Carl Amon comes back this week. And, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, probably. But he's, he is serviceable. I think that's the right word for him. He, he does play a role, does his job most of the time. Yeah. He was an 80 average winger last season. I'm pretty sure. He's solid, definitely. Yeah, yeah. But uh, just probably not in their best 22 at the moment. Now, Chad Wingard, 88 points. I think we have to make him back to too good for the podcast. Surely he's picked up off every other waiver wire or whatever that he's been dropped to this season. Um, what do you personally think? Do you think it's a sell high for Wingard? Can he maintain this for the rest of the year and going on to next season? Or like, is he, is he actually back? No, or sell I, I, high? I reckon it's sell high. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, he's almost... Probably a bit dramatic to say he's playing for his career, but... Seems like it. It, it really does feel like it. Um, you know, a couple of dodgy games and he's out of that side and might not play again, to yeah. be honest. So, um, it's obviously got the talent, always has. It's just about getting it together consistently. But yeah, and I think he's probably trying like, to find some suitors as well. So yeah, like, yeah, yeah, shopping himself around a if little bit. Can, yeah, if you can't get Someone out contract. there could use with... Use yeah, him. well, talk is Carlton is, but um, Jack Martin's been doing okay the last few weeks, but I don't really know. Um, don't follow it. I don't follow real football close enough. It's more fantasy for me. <laughs> But anyway, <laughs> Josh Weddle, uh, 74 points. He's just a kid I like coming yeah, off he's a halfback gun. flank. Yeah. I think he's going to be a superstar. He's got the right skill set. Um, when I was doing research and stuff like that without seeing him play, I wasn't sure if this, this was the type of player he would be. thought he might be a bit of a taller type, more of a lockdown, yeah. but he is kind of – it's like a Nick Blakey type kind yeah, of thing as well. sort so. of a little bit less accountable than you yeah. maybe expect. Yeah. But he can, he can lock down, I just think. Um, yeah, at the moment, he's playing a really friendly role. Yeah. Um, we'll move on to the disaster of a game that was Geelong versus Put Out. Actually, like, to be honest, like, not, to make ex- right. not to make excuses, but like we've got a lot. Our whole back line was missing. And don't only go down by two Decimated. goals to the Premiers. Yeah, so. I think Kane Corns caught a sample side. Yeah, well, it really was. And then losing like Trent McKenzie in the game as well. It's tough. Two from I mean, that's last probably weekend. the one spot you, you really can't afford. Yeah. Oh, we have no key defenders at all. And then no. we lost McKenzie and, you know, lost a Lear. I think. Game, given so. the circumstances Port actually played pretty well yeah yeah but anyway um, probably more cats to talk about but Grian Myers I think we almost had to make him too good for the podcast because he scored 300s in a row but they're all against like pretty cruisy opposition um, Port being a tough fantasy side he scored really well He's just a classic player. He's their go-to man to set up their goals. So, like, cross half forward, up on that wing area, they kind of get it to him and then he kind of sets everything up. But he also kicked two goals himself in this game and probably it took 10 marks as well. So I think he's a gun. I've been on him, like, all season, to be honest. Yeah. I, I love, his kicking technique is so awkward that it shouldn't work, <laughs> but it does. Like, he just, like, I don't know, he just slices the ball. But he's, he weights his kick so well. Um I really like him as a, you know, they obviously look for him to, you know, be the last kick before going inside 50. Yeah. And he just he just relishes that role. This is his first um, average season outside of the 60s, actually. and it's, Yeah, he's never been a good scorer Yeah, and this. it's 16 points more than last season. So He's, he's really stepped yeah, up for yeah. sure. I don't know how kind of 
you know, you can really, how much you can rely on it. Yeah, and but, the consistency of it probably. Yeah, but he might get better as Geelong get worse, if that makes sense. Like, yeah, he might okay. become more of yeah. a more important player as well. So, if you've got him on your list, I don't think it's the worst thing in the world. Um, Oliver Henry, 84 points. He had four goals in the first half and then basically didn't do too much after that. But you kick four goals, you're going to score pretty well usually. So, probably a tip of the cap. Uh, but the other one I love is, uh, oh, I love this game, was Jason Horn Francis. And I love him as well because he's just such a, you know, beautiful man. Uh, 100 points. Do we think the fantasy breakout's going to come next year? Yeah, I think so. Like, he's scary good, really, isn't he? Like, just some of these contested yeah, work. It's, it's, like, it's how ridiculous. Can you be that good? Like, the so young. The quantity is not there yet, but there's just well, moments of absolute brilliance. That'll absolutely come. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, the stuff he's doing, you, you just you just don't see it from. Yeah. You know, the, the way he can bulk through traffic, or like shrug off a couple tackles, or you know, take the ball. Yeah, pick up off the ground in front of goal, wheel round and outrun two or three blokes and kick a goal. It's, yeah, pretty incredible to watch. So Yeah, he's a freak. Yeah, we got a pretty good player there. Our midfield is actually going to be good going forward. We just need some key defenders. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ryan Burton kind of had to play as a makeshift key defender. He scored 84 points. So he's just a player that stood up when everyone else got injured, but I'm not loving him from a fantasy perspective. A guy I do not mind is Todd Marshall because – when he scores a few goals, he is a good bloke to have on your bench and like loophole on type thing. I would never start him on the field, but um, he's actually found some form or found some form last week, even though he missed probably 20 minutes or so with that head injury assessment as well. But uh, yeah, he scored 87 points, only kicked two goals, but took 10 marks and just plucking them out of everywhere, which is really good for us because that's what we've been crying out for the last few weeks. Um, but yeah, enough of me. Get me off the topic of Port Adelaide and we'll move on. Um, Toby Bedford, um, a lot of people want him to... A lot of people, for some reason, saw him as a midfielder. He does get a few CBAs here and there and runs through, but he's that high half forward, I think, that kind of link-up type of player. He had 81 points in this game, which was on the back of eight tackles and a goal. So, I don't know. What are your thoughts? Can he be any more than what he is now? Um, I, I don't I don't think so. I don't think the capacity is there for him to get too many midfield minutes, to be honest, even if he does push in there for a bit. Um, but obviously, when he tackles that well, he's going to score at a, at a decent click. Um, the goal's a bonus, really. But um, yeah, I don't know. He's he's sort of it sort of seems like GWS always want to move there, or in the past they've always wanted to sort of move the players around a lot. But this year yeah. they've really found some continuity. Yeah, new coach, so I guess. Does I don't that, reckon yeah. you move him to nah. be honest. Nah, the midfield seems pretty settled as well. So like even Toby Green, you thought he might go back in there, but he's just carving up for. Nah, like, there's no yeah. need. I mean, give midfield minutes to the. The real mids, yeah, genuine mids 100%. like Cogs and Kelly. And I guess all that. And, and Tom Green, like coming, yeah. like breaking out this year as well. There's not space for yeah. him, I don't think. 100%. Um, all right, moving on to oh, some Swans. Callum Mills, 170 points. Can we start to trust him again? I, 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 I want to, I think so. Yeah. But I mean, it's tough, but um, I, I love Callum Mills as a player. I think most probably would. He's so tough and, um, yeah. you know, he has a capacity to score really, really well, but. I don't know. I didn't see this game, so like I can't really comment on what was different or not, if, if anything was different. But, yeah, I, I just would struggle to trust him at the moment. That's all. If he backs up again next week, I probably will start to believe a bit more. But, yeah, probably should, probably should still be too good for the podcast. But, I don't know. If Kays can bring Jake Lloyd back to the podcast, I can bring his man, Callum Mills, back shortly. Fair enough. Uh, <laughs> Hayden McLean, uh, 81 points. He kicked four goals. And 
he's probably just become that extra bit serviceable moving into the ruck role. Like, if he doesn't get those 11 hitouts, he kicks four goals and scores 70. You know what I mean? Yep, um, absolutely. But, yeah, yep. he, yeah, he did all right in, in the ruck. So, um, yeah, goes think, right there. Yeah, he's kind of really um, – well, I hope he relishes the, the no Franklin forward line now. Yeah, I think man, I yeah. think he's one that can lift his average definitely – He's actually he's, when he every time I seem to watch the Swans, McLean goes all right. So yeah, oh, yeah, same. Um, yeah, and the other one from that game was Dylan Stevens. He scored twenty seven points from twenty seven percent time on ground. I reckon he's a player he should just be stashing for a trade, possible trade at the yeah, end well, of the season. Yeah, I think. Um, yeah, look. To be honest, he's always throughout his career at the Swans, he's struggled for yeah. continuity in the side. So absolutely ripping up the twos. He's well. one that the Crows probably could look at. Yeah, um, I think there's a good chance know, of him play a bit there. more inside as well. Yeah, um, I think they're a player that yeah could be used there. So yeah, just if he's available in a wave wire and you've got a spot, just. Perhaps just have a look at him there. Um, moving on to the Sunday games, um, North actually looked okay for half of footy, but uh, early they were really good. Yeah, Clark um, got them pumped. Obviously, the uh, the D's are a class act though, and they came through in the end. But uh, a player that I liked, um, Will Phillips, um, eighty three points with twenty two CBA, so he was right up there in the centre bounce attendances. It's just that fact that Wardlaw is still missing, and he's probably that third midfield. Midfielder, really, yeah, he is absolutely so can't get too excited about it. What do you think his prospects are? Does he start north and does he flourish there, or is he a full stringer um, kind of I thing? I think, I think you stick it out. Well, if I'm north, I think you stick it out. We saw LDU probably struggle for the first part of his career, yeah. um, and they backed him in. and Look at him now, he's you know one of the most damaging mids in yeah. the comp. I just worry he's going to be like a Tom Sparrow type that's just behind, yeah, always seems then. to be yeah. like the. The fourth best mid, yeah, like, doesn't quite break in for the CBA numbers, but yeah. um, you know when he's in there, he's good. He gets the ball and he scores pretty well. But you know, opportunity is going to be his problem. I think you haven't heard any um, Tom Powell whispers. No uh, Powell whispers, but he's again, he's another South Australian. Yeah, the so Crows thinking, yeah. would be, it'd be on their radar absolutely. Yeah. Anyway, just uh, might be a few players to think about uh, trades going on to next year. Um, oh, Curtis Taylor had 82 points. Um, spent a bit of time on the wing, I think, later in the game, but then went up forward earlier on and kicked the goal too. Um, just a player that I think just needs to be more consistent before you consider. Like Alex Neil Bullen for the for the D's just pops up every you know third or fourth week because he kicked three goals. He and does have points, doesn't he? But, um, yeah, not someone we'd probably consider long-term. Jake Bowie, though, like, I don't know if it's the DOS factor having DOS on the podcast last year and you'd talk up Bowie at every uh, possible, you know, scenario. Had 81 points. That was actually his first 80-plus score for this season. Do you think this – does he have another level, do you think? Well, I think definitely he does have another level. Um, but, yeah, that's surprising to me that it's his first 80-plus score. I yeah. Mean, he's the man who played in, what, a million wins in a row. Yeah. Start off his career. Played in a grand final grand, after a few a weeks. Flag. Type thing. And then, uh, yeah, I don't know. Just, yeah, I thought he might have just taken his game to another level. I in, think he can. Yeah. In reality, he's probably only like, what, uh, 30, 40 games into his career. But he's, absolutely. Yeah, he's yeah. still really young. So, yeah. I mean – uh, they just need to be patient, I think. Yeah, but he can lift his average, definitely. Speaking of patience and moving on to the next game, uh, people who have been patient with Hunter Clark and- no, that, uh, That's patient. Been very patient. Put up with all the bullshit with the injuries, because that's really all it's been. It's just injuries and shit injuries too that have just been unlucky. Um, then like a whole heap of midfielders getting injured, you know, Zach Jones and Seb Ross and all that sort of stuff. Finally gets used at the CBAs in the midfield and starts racking up points. Surprise, surprise. I mean, it's yeah, it's always been there, hasn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's just good to actually see it happen. I think I'm hoping now that they don't go back to that Zach Jones well or anything like that. They just use Hunter, um, Hunter Clark, don't they? 
Yeah, I, I hope so because from St Kilda's perspective, I think looking in at St Kilda, they don't have a lot of speed in that midfield. Yeah. I think Clark really does have that as a dashing sort of That's player. who the player was that burnt me. Actually, was the other guy had Hunter Clark. So. Oh, you're kidding. Yeah, and yeah just, righto. Yeah, and usually would be on the bench but brought him on because someone else got injured. So Right. Well, yeah, yeah I, but I think, you know, he played half back as a junior a fair bit and he, where he really, you know, took the game on with his speed. Yeah. And I think if he can use that, a little bit of it in the midfield, I think that adds a different dynamic to the Saints sort of setup. I wonder if he keeps uh, his mid, uh, sorry, his defensive status for next season because he's been injured for a few weeks. I'm just going to bring up his um, CBA percentage here because there'd be a lot of people like using him as a defender, um, and he's not. So what is he? Thirty-one percent CBAs for the season, but there's a couple of lean games in there. Jeez, he's, I reckon he's going to go close. I reckon he still probably would just just hold on. Just hold on. Well, it depends on the last four weeks go though. He could really bring that average up. Um, sorry, last three weeks ago because he could bring that average up, but I still think he holds it maybe just. But anyway, um, moving on to some Carlton. Oh, sorry, we had Jimmy Webster in there as a tip of the cap. 82 points, but he's not a player I'm usually considering. Zach Fisher, though, is probably one of the Carlton's best or second best players. Probably Newman's probably their best player in this game. But Zach Fisher, new role on the halfback flank and racks up 108 points. Like, I know, like, McGovern was out, but they're a different type of player, so that shouldn't really affect anything. And it is the St. Kilda matchup that is the best for defenders out there, so it probably helped him. But I don't know. He's on my watch list. Yeah, he was really good early in this one. He was on fire. Like He he looked to adapt to the role really well. And it really makes sense when you think of him as a player. Like, he is zippy and... Um, really they've creative. tried him as a winger they've tried him as a high half forward they, they, he was in the midfield early on in his career yeah you see CBAs and stuff well uh, yeah I think I like the dynamic of him and Saad across half back as well and then they can throw Doherty there as a bit more of a composed kick but um, yeah I, I think if there's a role there um, for him long term uh, you know whether they go back to, to someone else um, I don't know but um, yeah I think if they stick with him there there's a, there's a bit of perspe- there's a bit of potential so yeah 100% there's a few like um, young fellas coming up like Lockie Cowan as well and yeah I mean yeah. I think Cowan once you get games into him he's going to be the better long term prospect yeah. than Fisher but um, absolutely for now it's yeah. worth a crack yeah definitely worth looking at maybe just a yeah, wave wire stash if you've got that spot as well if see if it continues on as yeah, next season gotta, I mean you've got to see how it goes against other sides as well Not he'll still be a forward next year though that's the thing so if he holds onto it and plays that role every week listed as a forward next season but I don't know I think it's a long shot just let's see him play some of these in St Kilda first though, yeah, before we yeah. get too excited yeah. same with Oliver Hollands like oh he's going to be a gun no doubt 87 points in this game mm-hmm. playing on that wing but that St Kilda matchup it's like yeah he's probably not hasn't like it doesn't mean he's like arrived type thing yeah no I mean rising star this week which yeah. is probably oh, was he? Um, yeah. he was so yeah. that's I mean he's been playing pretty much since round one um, yeah. I know he had a bit of injury problems in there but um, you know, to, to come in and do that straight away is pretty impressive. So he's definitely deserved. And um, I was talking to Dossie on the uh, Facebook Messenger this morning. Um, mate said, make sure I mentioned Paddy Dow <laughs> this week on the podcast. <laughs> the great man. And I was like, oh, shit, fantasy score. But, uh, you know, good real football, though. I think that was the, uh, the gist of it. Yeah. Um, good game from a real football pers- perspective. Um, 68% CBAs as well with Chera and Walsh out at the moment. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. But, you know, like he, he probably does enough, like – Carlton could legit win the flag from here, you know? Like, no yeah. one really wants to, yep. like, 
admit it, but they're playing good enough footy to like challenge. I mean, they're the most informed team in yeah. the best time of year to be informed. Yeah, so, exactly. Oh, you know, they could go deep. They yeah. could make a prelim. Yeah. So, like, well, Paddy Dow probably cements himself as the sub at the very least, like in those games. So, yep. good on him for a guy I think was just gone. Like oh, he looked, last year. he looked washed. Yeah, yeah. So I think he at least like is a, a sub and, you know, could be a James Jordan, um, you know, yeah, if they, they do flag Imagine up, Paddy Dow got yeah. a, on a flag. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty funny. But um, they're probably, you know, Carlton probably, supporters are probably telling me to shut up. We're getting too, they're getting too far ahead or whatever. But Yeah, okay. Although no one Carlton supporters, no. They'd, they'd be agreeing with me, actually. Um, yep, so blues for the flag. <laughs> we'll move on to the, uh, the last game of the round. Um, Luke Jackson, 149 points. Like, I was saying the last two weeks, like, I've just been expecting so much more with Sean Darcy. I think he had, like, an 80 and a 70 or something like that. This is what I've been expecting. Like, I know Big O was out, who's probably, like, one of the better negators of opposition Ruckman in the competition. But given that number one ruck role, given it was a nice matchup against Darcy Fort, like, this is the shit I've been expecting. And next week, I think he's going to come up, well, as it stands right now at the time of recording this, he's coming up against a ruckless West Coast who give up points to Ruckman at the best of times. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I mean, he's really relishing no Darcy, to be honest. Yeah. I, I think um, from a, a real football perspective, and now we're sort of seeing it translate to fantasy. But uh, yeah, it'll be interesting where they where they look in the in the preseason, um, or sorry, in the pro, postseason. Really, yeah, um, with, that, yeah. Darcy, you know, whether they keep him around. Yeah, um, but you know. I think personally, I would like to probably get rid of him because, or ship him off and see if they can b- boost, you know, maybe the forward line or something. Because uh, Darcy would have to have a lot of weight to him. Yeah, they need that. Um, they need that key forward as well. Actually, they could try to sort something out there. Though Joe Amos is uh, having a good season, but um, yeah, like Luke Jackson on fire. Let's just hope it remains. Hope they trade Darcy out and then can score big uh, for the remainder of his career. Really, um, Liam Henry, eighty-seven points. He was on the wing against Barry, and they kind of both just did what they want all day. Barry scored well as yeah, well. So. Seriously, yeah, seriously, yeah, yeah. Didn't didn't have a lot of um, yeah. you know, defensive duties. No, though, they so. were just kind of floating up and down doing their thing. It's kind of like one of those not, old school yeah, agreements. Not but, a yeah. accountability. You go your way. Him. Yeah, I'm not putting too much faith in it. But no, Henry has been good okay, yeah he's so, been good and he's yeah. needed to be because he probably at first half of the year he's looking like this might be it for him but yeah. he's sort of you know he's playing for his career and yeah. he has he's, he's done pretty well no, he's, he's like, we were, like at the start of the season I was actually like who's going to take Blake Akers a spot yeah. I didn't really think it was going to be Henry I thought it might be someone like O'Driscoll or something like that yep. but Henry probably has taken it so. yeah and I mean he's earned himself I'd say he's earned himself another contract so yeah good 100% on, him. Uh, on to the Brisbane players to round this off uh, Lincoln McCarthy 109 points more of a tip of the cap but won a lot of footy further up the ground in this game I noticed but uh, I don't know if that was just the kind of style of play and getting sucked up a bit further the way Fremantle were playing and taking it to him so yeah I wouldn't be jumping on board there um, Cam Rand had 94 points playing that high half forward role had a couple of CBAs in there but he's a player that just needs consistency um, look, lo- most of these Brisbane players I'm not too excited about mostly tip of the caps Charlie Cameron at 81 points with 2 goals 5 tackles and 6 marks and Darcy Fort uh, who buried my Darcy. keeper league team oh um, 79 points but the big O they reckon should come back in this week right after I'm eliminated so That'd be right. uh, that's yep. great to hear but anyway uh, that wraps up the most relevant players of the week uh, 
Before we get on to the listener questions, uh, we just talk about our membership stuff. In the off-season, um, I'll be putting out the drafty analysis guide again as well, probably picking your brain over a lot yep. of those players there. Um, so that's coming up in the off-season. Plus, we've got a few bonus podcasts and things like that. We generally do a trade period thing and um, we do a rookie podcast for the draftees and lots of different bits and pieces, plus all the resources to help you nail your draft next year. So um, really, the off-season is where we do our best work. So if you want to support the podcast um, and keep it going another year uh, make sure you sign up become a member and if you do or if you, and if you become a gold member that is we'll read your name out on the podcast I'm gonna you're quite good at reading these out Tommy Am so I? I'm oh, gonna geez. yeah a few people struggle but I think it's the uh, right. the journal in you you've got a good grasp of language All right. phonetics so read some of these out for All us alright thanks to uh, Ryan Basley Reese Gernon Nathan Conton Matt Graham Xavier Munro Nick Davis Odie O'Donnell, Dan Letho, Paul Enzo, and Avatar Singh. Nailed it. Absolutely nailed it. Nick yeah, Davis. Could that be the... Uh, I've seen the email. I think they might be a pretty common surname. Okay. <laughs> so it might be uh, the great... The great Around this, uh, actually, he's a silver member. Looking at, we don't usually mention silver members, but in this uh, part of the spreadsheet, there was actually a sign-up from Adrian Dodoro, uh, and the email was uh, adrian.dodoro at essendonfc.com.au. But like, Can you imagine if the Doros signed up? Yeah, I don't know. Happened. I don't know if it's actually like someone's taking the piss <laughs> or what. I'm leaning towards probably that. Yeah, way. like we got a few. We got like Mark Crossgrove and stuff like that. So I don't think it's either. I don't know, is Essendon FC even their website? So I'm trying to work out right now. Dot com. No, it is their website. So okay. um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. We've got a few few names in there, but um, yeah, I'm not sure if uh, that's one of them. I can't see Adrian Dodoro being a fantasy player. Can you? Uh, no, not for mine. Well, but, uh, if he's listening, and he, it is the Adrian Dodoro, reach out to us, send us a message or whatever. Love to pick your brain. At the draft, I, I was in the lift with Adrian Dodoro, and that was a good moment. So, uh, did you, shout did out to you chat to him? No. Yeah, no. It doesn't seem like the most no. approachable guy. I'd uh, love not to on just draft see, night. In yeah, particular. very, very serious night for him. All business. I just wonder if he did play fantasy, what his uh, approach to be with picking a team, and you know, oh. is it that. I wonder if he's a. I wonder if he builds lists that haven't uh, won a final in what yeah, <laughs> ten yeah, years yeah, or whatever okay. it is. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> but anyway, uh, cheap shot at the Essendon so, fans. Sorry out if there. you are listening, Adrian. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't, um, the Essendon fans uh, aren't my favourite people right now because his first listener question comes from an Essendon fan uh, at Blackson wants to know um, what is your 2023 sliding door moment in your home league. This guy's in my home league. Uh, the sliding door moment there, Blackson would have been uh, probably. Uh, Big O being out for this week I reckon that's probably what ruined it Because I think I was, I was the second highest scoring team in the comp And Blackson is the uh, guy who's probably going to win the flag in Yeah, that'll so probably do it He's then. pretty that'll happy sliding. He's pretty happy that I'm out, I think um, At B34S3 Wants to know uh, Keeper League Granny for me this week Had the C on English all year However, he's up against the Hawks this week Do I risk it and keep it on him Or go to someone else? Now, this might be on the preface that over a couple weeks ago, I did ran some numbers and found out that Hawthorne were the one of the hardest teams to score against for Rucks. But that was when they were playing Meek Yeah, that was a dual Yeah, okay. Since then, they've actually been quite easy to score against in the yeah. last few weeks. So, I would still go in. I'd back him in. Yeah, yep. same. I wouldn't be Had too worried. Had a series here, Tim English. Yeah. What did, uh, what did Darcy Cameron score on the weekend? So, that probably would tell us. So, he's still got 80. So, that's good for Cameron, really. Um, yeah, I know that we're playing two rucks, but I would still back him in. Yep. My yep. issue with these kind of things, and this is probably the superstitious side of me coming out, it's like, 
once you've had two monster scores in a row, like a 130 and a 150 or whatever, it's like, can you do three of those yeah, in a row? Okay. Like, I was like, I feel like Jordan Dawson, like, he's like similar type thing. Like, every time I back him in, it usually after two good scores and he puts up a stinker type thing or a 90 or something like that. So, I'd, I'd say you have to back it in. But if you've got other options, um, it's always good to tweet them through as well so we can uh, make a decision. But you haven't given us one, so I'd say back it in. Yeah. Um, at Mortarded wants to know, Braden George, uh, is he a stash option? Big hype out of North, spelt with an F, um, before he was injured. Reasonable numbers in juniors. You're the rookie man, Tommy. Braden George, what do you reckon? Yep, stash him away. Um, believe he did his knee in his draft year. and um, That's right. You know, yes. sort of um, before that, he could have been anything, could have pushed for top five. So, uh, yeah. Yep, stash him away. Um, in terms of scoring, I'm not sure what role he will sort of play. Um, I think he can be a bit of a, a forward who uh, plays more of a third tool um, from what I've seen. But, um, you know, so where he scores, I'm not too sure. But, yeah, definitely worth a stash. Um, next question comes from uh, at Carrick Fergus. Finished top two in my league. My team has been decimated with injuries in the first week of finals with the following players injured. Powell, Dacos, Hooper, Callahan. Oh, Powell. Will Powell, poor fella. Um, but yeah, I haven't Again actually heard the news. Crows. No, I'm not I sure. I heard the news on that one though. It just, it just looked bad. I don't know what it is, but it's a le- yeah. There's nothing good about the TV coverage not showing the replay and the green whistle coming out straight yeah. away. Like it's never good news. But you just I, know it's not good. I think there has been an update today. I just haven't read it. So hopefully it's all good, but yeah, we'll wait and see. Um, but he wants to know, what's your thoughts on picking up Constable? What's the story there? Is, did he play oh, last week? He didn't play, did he? No, I don't think so. Has he been going all right off in the twos? He probably has been going all right in the twos. but well, He didn't um, play on the weekend, so he might. they did have a lot of buys in the... No, uh, I think Constable... Oh, he's been... Oh, I'm just he's, looking at his VFL numbers. What's he putting up? He's. I don't know his average here, but I do actually have his average here. I'll tell you in two seconds. He's averaging 111. But well, that's what he does, though. He's only scored one under 100 once, and it was a 13, so I assume he got injured. Well, so. that, he just beats up on the... Yeah. On the, on the when you look at, like, Sam Flanders, Braden Fiorini, like, those kind of players, like, there's always one midfielder in there that goes huge, but... Yeah, I mean, I just don't think he can. Braden Fiorini's lowest score in the VFL was 129, which is pretty Far funny. <laughs> that's a decent level. Yeah, it was pretty funny, but... um. Look, unless you've heard something I haven't, I'm not nah. sure if he's coming in or nah. whatever, so nah. I, w- I wouldn't bother. I wouldn't have thought. Yeah, pick someone who's going to play. Um, pick someone who can keep the ball. Yeah, that too. That'll keep him in the side if that's the case. Um, at Vegemite Man wants to know, is James, Bo- James Borlace worthy of a stash? First game and a brilliant score. You kind of touched on this. You don't expect him yeah, to be a big fantasy scorer. Yeah. Nah, it's... Um, big, like, key defenders do pop from time to time. Yeah, of you course. Know? Um, you know, particularly the good ones. Yeah. Um, Andrews, Weedering, that sort of thing. But yeah. um, no, nah, I, I don't think so. Um uh, when fully fit, I don't think he's best 22. Um, but, you know, obviously great score first up. But, yeah, I wouldn't have thought. Yeah. No, um, I want to see him back it up. Wait after this week. But, yeah, likely to be a lower score, I think. Um, at Ranger J87 wants to know, Quainer or Noble, who warms the pine this week? Noble played in the wing last week, which is not as lucrative as halfback. Yeah, I did see that. Quainer with, like, the weeks that um, Nick Dacos has been, was in the midfield, like, Quainer went huge. Mm. Like, was averaging, like, over, I don't know what it was. I think it was a three-week average of around 90 or something like that from memory because I think there was 100 in there in a the few 80s. So, if Quainer's in the halfback, on the halfback position with no Dacos, I think he could get a few extra kicks and things like that. So I reckon there's a chance. Could they look to put Noble more in the midfield now? Perhaps. Dacos out? I think, yeah. you know, he could bring that sort of 
speed that they yeah. sort of like, they got smashed in the midfield. If he's uh, in the wi- if he's on the wing though, like the, where he was last week, like I think it's going to be interesting to see how they bring in. Like if Tom Mitchell doesn't they come do up something. as well, yeah, they're going to bring Finn McRae in our boy. Behind yeah, him. Okay. they might do something. I don't. Is that something that they might do? I don't know. Here's another one. I'll check his uh, scoring, but I don't think he even played on the weekend. But he might have been um, a sub or. No, he's, he's yeah, sort he of play, always, he hasn't played the last two weeks. He's so. a good score. He's a solid scorer for McRae. But yeah. I, I think you know it'd be interesting to see where Colling, what Colling would do there with um, Dacos, obviously out. Yeah, 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 it's going to be interesting. But I think Quainer, I'd play Quainer. I'd back him in, um, even though Noble has been awesome and I've made him too good for the podcast. I made him both too good for the podcast actually. But I think Quainer in the defence, it's going to suit him. Hopefully, um, at M Dub eighteen uh, into the prelim, are you dropping Bailey Smith on field for one of Fisher or Saligo? Negative. Could you do it? No. Well, Bailey Smith has been grossing with Fisher's No, um, I scoring. wouldn't do it. Oh, I wouldn't be brave enough. Who uh, are the Blues playing this week? That's the thing. If, like, if it's a good matchup for defenders, Fisher could be a play. But again, it's like finals too. Like, do you want to be playing those kind of games? Uh, don't think that's a great matchup. So. No. I, I wouldn't do it personally. Um, and I don't, I'm not sure. The Crows have Brisbane, so I don't know about Saligo. Yeah, no. I'd back in Baz. Uh, like, you know, Saligo probably will play more on the wing, but I'm not sure if that... I know we've seen him play wing time earlier in the year and he didn't score very well at all. So and it could just be that week where, like, you know, Jack McRae's been getting a few more CBAs. Like, Bevo just decides to throw Chuck Smith in there and then, like, it, those things happen at Western Bulldogs. So. Yeah. And I mean, it was a pretty um, high scoring um, effort from the Crows from a um, fantasy perspective, I, I think. Yeah. Um, a fair few num- uh, players sort of scored pretty well. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't do it. Bailey Smith, 68 in the weekend. That is gross. Um, no, nah, but yeah, I think you've got to ride out your superstars. And let yeah. it go. Uh, the last question like, comes from at Major Van Bam. He wants to know the easiest draws for forwards and defenders in round 23 because that's when he has his prelim. So, look at this. Um, key forwards against Port Adelaide at the moment. Now, keep in mind, Ali will probably come back in this week. And I think McKenzie's season's done, though. So, like, Jai Amos might be a, a good streamer yeah sort of stuff, right. but okay. Fremantle players um, Fremantle key forwards might go right in round 23 yep um, key forwards against West Coast are always a thing so Norton and Jamari will Hagen Jamara might be a shit I reckon Jamara could go big that week um, and yeah uh, anyone against forwards against uh, St Kilda go pretty well so Geelong play them that week so someone like Brad Close could go okay yep um, and then uh, for defenders um West Coast defenders, so the dogs give up a shitload of points to defenders, and West Coast love that chip that, round play. Yeah, that's a, that's so I reckon that's juicy. a good matchup for um, Cole. Yeah, yeah. looking at Cole. Yeah, Tommy the, Cole, those, those sort of guys. Dudes. Yeah, um, Duggan, I think he's a bit more in the midfield. But Maybe if, Edwards. If even if like, McGovern like, plays as well. Yeah. Like, um, if he's not injured or whatever. You, know, like, you just know he's going to take his yeah, marks. And then so. they'll chip it around when they get it. Yeah. I mean, even Brady Hoff even could be someone that goes like, you know, big that week. Um, and then uh, Geelong are playing St. Kilda that week. So defenders against anyone against St. Kilda is generally pretty good. So your Guthrie's, your bows and stuff like that. So yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Fremantle forwards, um, Western Bulldogs forwards, Geelong forwards, I think have good. And then I think for defenders, West Coast have a good matchup and Geelong uh, have a good matchup in that week. So, yeah, that's pretty much it. Anyways, that wraps it up for another week. Thanks for making the hour and a half drive no, down here to do the podcast. It's a uh, pleasure. It's always good. Yep. Yeah, no, good to have you on. It'll probably be the last one we have you on for yep. the season. Yep. Um, so no, our, sounds are, uh, our fans are probably uh, crying right now. They're really oh, disappointed. Yeah. But I fear not, because I probably will get you back yep. sometime around I'll the draft to yeah. have a chat. Absolutely. So, yep. um, we'll Best talk about some. Yeah, it's your Christmas. favorite time. You draft nerds love it. But uh, yeah, we'll get you on uh, there and uh, have a chat then. So um, yeah, uh, get around us on our socials uh, at Keep League Pod on 
Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, on TikTok. I think my TikTok page has just become a um, footygrid.com page now, but uh, I think Dossie's happy with that. Um, and get around our sponsors, Game Day Squad as well. And if you want to support the podcast, be sure to become a member. Uh, there's a link in the description below if you want to sign up there. Anyways, thanks for listening. Uh, see you in the off-season, Tommy, to talk some draftees. And awesome, will do. Have a safe drive back to uh, Victor Harbour. Thank you, man. <laughs> see ya.